Well, looks like we're in the car again. You're welcome. Uh, man, what a week. It's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. I've had a lot of experiences. Um, I have a story that I kind of feel guilty about telling, so I'm not going to tell it this time. But it's pretty, pretty funny and pretty embarrassing. The, I'll just give you the gist of it. Uh, my sister, the cunt one that isn't very nice and I don't really talk to, I've blocked her text messages so she communicates to me via email. Which is fine, I mean, whatever. As long as she's not constantly sending me text messages about... I, what was, I don't even remember how Sarah can't possibly love me and she's going to leave me and uh, whatever. On and on and on and on. She's just a negative soul-sucking bitch. So I guess I don't care. I guess I don't care if I tell you this story or not and I don't really know why I should feel bad about it. But I, I want to be able to read the email and I can't do it while I'm driving. So I'm going to give you the gist of the story. The story is that um, she sent me an email about my mom needing to go to a doctor's appointment and she accidentally sent me an email that she had sent some guy and it's hella weird and pretty pathetic and made me uncomfortable and I don't know how she managed to do it it's such a grandma move to not understand how email works but uh, I'll get into that in greater detail in the next couple days or so. And, you know, I, I felt like, you know, it's a violation of her privacy, but then I also feel like I've gone to great lengths to keep who I really am a secret, so no one will really know who she is. And then it occurred to me that if you listen to, oh, what was that show called? A Bag Full of What? Then you know that I've told more mortifying stories than this uh, pretty embarrassing email that I'm going to read to you. So I've already done the damage, and if she ever finds out about the show, then she's probably going to be more embarrassed about what I carried out of my house that day than the email. So, yeah, that's to come. Fun stuff there. Fun stuff. Uh, my mom is a very unusual woman. She, she just is an enigma. You never really know what she's going to say or do. She's a little Sophia from the Golden Girls that way. Very unpredictable. Uh, very strange woman. Very unusual. I like her very much. She's a hell of a good time. Fun gal. Can't take her anywhere. I think I pretty much just described myself as well. So that's where I get that from. I'm my mother's daughter for sure. When she came over for Easter dinner, she made a comment about Malcolm being a lot like my dad. Like, oh, he's very sociable. He likes to talk. He likes to chug vodka and then physically and emotionally abuses children. Kidding, kidding, that's not funny. That's a little little sad, really. Isn't it, folks? Isn't it? God, it reminds me of being on T3s. <laughs> the mood swings in this car right now. I'm really tired. Anyway, um, he, she said that he, Malcolm reminded her of my dad. And I was like, oh yeah. And she's like, yeah. He's like, uh, they're both the same. Their mouths are like a chicken's ass. And I was like, the fuck does that mean? Like, is that some kind of beautiful Italian... <laughs> Um, saying or something? I'm like, what, what does that mean? Chicken's ass. Oh, you know how a chicken's ass is. No, no. The only time I ever see a chicken's ass, uh, their actual anus has probably been sucked out by some kind of drill bit or something. I imagine it being drilled out of a chicken's dead asshole corpse thing. So, no, I've never really seen a live chicken's asshole. 
Yeah, in any in any event, to quote Ron and Beverly, uh, she's like, well, you know, a chicken's asshole. It opens and shuts. It opens and shuts. It opens and shuts. It never stops. It's always opening and closing. And I was like, hmm, that's a beautiful sentiment. Thanks. Thanks for comparing my son to a chicken's asshole. Not many people can say that about their grandparents. He's a lucky kid. He's a lucky kid. Also, my mom is non-compliant. If you were to look up non-compliant in the dictionary, you'd see a picture of my mom. She does not like to be told what to do. She will dig in her heels. She's very stubborn. She doesn't like to live the, leave the house. She has to be coerced into doing any of these things. Also, the secret ingredient in any of her food is hair. In case you were wondering, those two thoughts are not at all connected, but I just wanted to make sure that you know that I know, that you should know, that I eat in such a way, because my mom has left so many deposits of hair in almost all of the food I've ever eaten. Like, you, sh- you can run the gamut. I mean, you can, you can play roulette, you can spin the wheel, you never know. Sometimes you can have 20 meals in a row with w- not one hair. And other times, like this week, every single meal that I've had there, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy that anyone's willing to cook for my fat ass. I'm very happy about that. She's three for three this week with the hair. And from my childhood, I've just, I've, I really look at my food, less so at a restaurant, but definitely at her, highs, her, at her house. Sorry, I've got eagle eyes. I, I focus, really look. And man, I've been to Earl's, like I don't go there anymore because I don't have any money, but when I had money, Jesus, that place was pretty gross too. They had like this big uh, slab of pan bread you can buy. And I, I remember looking at it and I pulled it out and there was this long dyed blonde, gross hair just embedded in the bread. And I was just like, ugh, yuck, yuck. I don't know. That just puts me off. If I find a hair in my food, I'm just, I'm out. I'm done. I know I'm fat, but like the, the, the thought of that, like almost eating someone else's hair Oh God, so much saliva just poured into my mouth. It makes me nauseous. I can't, I can't handle it. It, it's, that's the end of the meal for me. I'm good. Maybe I'll have a banana, something that's been encased that couldn't possibly have your hair in it. I just can't, I can't, I can't handle it. Um, why did I tell you that story? I don't know. So part of the story, this will be a two-parter, I guess, with my mom is, uh, so the reason my sister had emailed me initially with the creepy email attached is because My mom and my sister are quite the pair. My sister uses avoidance as a coping mechanism, which isn't a very good mechanism. It's basically, like Mike Schmidt Schmidt always says on the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast, hiding under the coats. Sure, okay, that's one way of dealing with conflict. Okay. But when it comes to my mom's doctor's appointments and health and well-being, it stresses me out. It stresses me out a lot. Uh, she just doesn't like to leave the house. It's like she's agoraphobic. It's not like she's agoraphobic. She is agoraphobic. She doesn't like to leave the house. And like the older she's getting, the more she doesn't want to leave, right? But the older she's getting, the more medical attention she really should have. Because she's got pills, man. She's got pills. Holy God, does she have pills. Like she's got a bubble pack full of pills. Just like, wow, a lot of pills. And she needs those pills. And they're really keeping her healthy and relatively safe and her diabetes is a little out of control but at least it's steady 
it's steadily high. It's not spiking up and down. So the doctor's like, oh, whatever. He knows she's like 71. So just enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? As long as it's not going up and going down constantly and hard to stabilize, he's like, oh, fuck it, whatever, you know? So I guess my sister had found, my cunt sister had found an envelope because the doctor had written to our house because my mom's avoiding his calls and I guess my sister must be avoiding his calls too. And he basically wrote her a letter saying, I am not going to renew any of your prescriptions, which she needs to live until you go and do a blood and a urine sample. And I was blissfully unaware of all of this stuff. And uh, so my sister sent me the email, my cunt sister sent me the email saying, uh, what did she say? Something like, she just basically stated what was in the letter and uh, that she needs to go for the blood test and the urine test. Now, nowhere in this email she sent me did the word the words, how may I help come up? What can I do? No, she just made a statement of fact and basically did a um, written version of, you know, washing your hands of it. It's like, oh, here, here's your problem. Not like, oh, I'll, I, you know what? I hardly work. I work a week a month. Why don't you guys let me take care of this? I'd love to take her to get her blood drawn and her urine tested. Let me do it. No, she didn't even didn't even cross your mind. Just blame, 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 and walk away. Which is basically what our relationship is anyway. And it drives me crazy. I hate that she did that. So I, I, I'm trying to become more of an adult, less of an angry cunt and more of an adult. And it's a difficult, awful process. And I fail at it more than I succeed. I, the anger always gets the better of me. And I just, man, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be a better dad. I'm just trying. So I took, I took the anxiety and the stress and you know what? I was angry with my slightly nicer sister because she had let it get this far. And I know my sister knows my mom doesn't want to leave the house and my sister doesn't want to deal with it. So she'll just avoid, avoid, avoid until it's too late. And that's where I usually get involved at some point. Somebody tips me off and I get involved and jump in there and do what I can. (sighs) So... I text my less cunty sister that usually takes my mom to these appointments. And I was like, uh, I, I forwarded her the email and I told her, I'm like, take special notice of the really weird attached email to this guy. And like, do you want me to take, uh, mom to the lab or whatever? And she wrote back, yes, it would be great if you could take her to the lab. The requisition is on the steps have at her because she's got exams right now. She's in school. Okay, no problem. I told my mom, I was like, listen, we're going to have fun. We're going to get out of the house. We're going to go to the lab. And I learned my lesson from the la- the last time. In There was an episode called, I think it's called Mama Mia Has to Pia, where I talk about the last time this happened, which was probably a year ago, maybe the last time this got out of out of control or maybe it was October anyway it doesn't matter and uh the last time I learned that my mom can't pee on command she gets piss shy she doesn't like it she can't do it and uh she tried to coax me into peeing into the cup for her and I refused because well the obvious you know I still have ovaries I'm not in menopause I don't have diabetes hopefully uh They'd figure it out pretty darn quick. So I learned from that lesson. And I went and I got her a couple pee cup samples. And I brought them home so that she could pee by herself 
in her house, funnel up those meaty labes and just piss into the cup. No stress, no muss. Excellent. Because now I don't have to be fucking mad sitting in a bathroom with the water running and trying to make her pee in a cup. And then she just, oh God, that was so funny. When she, anyway, I won't go into it. Go listen to that episode. Mama Mia has to pee up. And uh, I feel like I've really got this in hand now at this point. I've got her peeing in a cup. I've told her that she's not to stress me out. She's not supposed to make me feel bad. I'm like, we're just going to get in the car. We're going to go there. It's going to be easy. You're not going to be annoying. And it's going to be fun. Because a lot of times she'll be like, oh, my head's spinning. I'm dizzy. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I don't want to. Why do you make me go? This is elder abusey. Because she's saying, <laughs> apparently she watches a lot of daytime TV with the commercials about elder abuse. Because no, your health and well-being and taking care of it isn't elder abusey. It's the exact opposite of elder abusey. And at that, in those points, I usually throw in her face that, yeah, thanks for all the inoculations. Okay. Remember all those shots? Yeah. Payback time. Okay. God. So I get to her house in the morning. It's the, it's the day to go to the lab. And she's like, oh, well, hi. And she's ready. I'm shocked that she's ready. I've got Malcolm in the car and my niece is there too. And she's ready. She's like, there's my pee over there. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, you, you put it in your pocket, okay? Uh, oh, okay, sure. And here's where I feel like I've made yet another right decision in this whole process. I, I checked the lid to the pee sample. Quite loose. It was precariously loose. And I, you know, I've dealt with a lot of bodily fluids in my time. A lot of them, but none of them have been my mom's. Okay. None of them. And I thought to myself, it's not starting today. So I grabbed the lid and I really tightened it tight because she had like, she had like barely put it on. Part of me thinks there's a little mischievous, a uh, little, little bit of rage in her that she thinks, hey, I'm going to put my pee out of my kid. I have the worst <laughs> fake Italian accent. It's awful. And I'm real Italian. So shameful but you know what I mean part of me thinks she's like that little kid that loosens the salt shaker in a restaurant so that the next person pours it out all the salt comes out I feel like there's a little bit of that in her but I was like "Mm -mm, not today not today mom not today so I tighten it nice and tight and I put it in a in a shopping bag got her into the car and we go there and we sit and we sit and the lab is at 79 and we're 89 and I was like okay that's not bad and she's like Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I know. And she's really sensitive to smell. So I'm, my being there probably isn't helping her very much. And there's this smell that old middle-class women have. It's like a certain scent. It's like hippies and lesbians and patchouli. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like those two go together, patchouli and lesbians and patchouli and hippies and patchouli and patchouli it's like one of my least favorite smells I hate it it's really yuck to me but I don't know which I hate more the patchouli or the weird Avon old lady smell that these old ladies wear like where do you get that do you go into a store and they're like oh okay right you're 85 come this way you know like to the old lady section where they have nothing but floral prints an uncomfortable looking polyester and you just pick out your scent so yeah that was really great my mom hates shit like that she's like and she's speaking in italian and she's like oh god what's that smell in here she's like god that that old lady smells smells so bad 
that fuck you. I'm really lucky she showered that day, actually. And I'm really lucky I showered that day. Actually, everyone is pretty lucky I'm showered that day. And we're just sitting there, and time is just ticking, and it's like we've been there forever. And I just want to get the fuck out of there at this point. And it's like 79, 80, 82. No one had 82. Great, we just moved up a spot, 83. And it's just like, oh, fuck, like, why does this take so long? Oh, my God. We're stuck. And I'm also paranoid my mom's going to get, like, super sick or something from being in there because, like, it's a germ factory. The lady beside us is, like, coughing, like, not even into her hand. She's just coughing. She's just, like, a sprinkler system for germs, just turning her head and coughing every, like, four inches. Fuck. Cover your fucking mouth. Scabies. Oh, hang on a second. While we're talking about gross shit in public, I went to the Home Depot by my house. Guess what? They had one bottle left of bed bug treater. The powder you put on the, your, your sheets and shit for bed bugs, one container left. I'm fucking surrounded. What do you think that means? Yeah, infestation. In my, in my perimeter, there's a lot of bed bugs in my neighborhood, apparently, and that's shocking to me and a little bit sickening and a little bit scary. Okay, now, we're at 83, 85, and these people, some of them are so old. It's like, do you not have someone with you? Like, did you drive here? He, this one guy was like <laughs> hunched over. He looked like he was 115 years old and he was alone. I thought that was very unusual. Like someone should be like, he should have, like, if anybody should have a backpack with a leash on it, shouldn't it be that old man? Less to keep him tethered, but more to keep him upright. Don't you think? Someone should have been his guardian. He, he shouldn't have been there alone. It terrifies me that he can drive. That's really what, what's frightening. So finally our number comes up and we go in there and it has occurred to me at this point when I go into the little room with her that I've been walking around and sitting with my mom's warm urine in my pocket and you have not lived, my friends, until you've had your mom's warm, slightly fetid urine in your pocket for an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Who the fuck knows how long we were there? And that thought, it, I didn't like it. It, uh, it kind of weirded me out a little bit. And that's coming from someone who's had shit in her hair. So that should, be, that should tell you something. I mean, why should I care? It's my mom's pee. I came out of that vagina. What do I care? <laughs> God. Other than that, everything went pretty easy peasy other than the ugh, pee pocket or pocket pee, I should say. Everything went fine. We got back in the car and uh, headed home. And I had to bribe her. I was like, listen, we're going to go to the store. No, I, I no go to the store. No, 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 no. And I thought to myself, she needs to get out. She hasn't been out of the house in a very long time. In like months, she hasn't left the house. And she's perfectly fine. It's just like, I, I said, you, you need to get out. No, I no go. I stay in the car. No, 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 no. You're getting out of the car. No, 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 no. I'm, I'll stay in the car. No, you're getting out. Why? You go. I tell you what I want and you get it. I'm like, no, get out of the fucking car, you old bitch. And she just looked at me. I was like, yeah, get out of the fucking car. So I bribed her and I said, look, you're going to get out of the car. You're going to go in the store. You're going to pick something you like to eat and we're going to buy it. Okay. So I had to lie to her and tell her I was going to go buy her these super secret olives that she can only get at one place. But you have to, it's like a warehouse, so you have to go in the front door and say, 
I would like such and such because this place like supplies to all these uh, restaurants and stuff. So she's like, okay, go get the green olives now. I went in the store with you. I went in there. And by went in there, she walked, I don't know, 300 feet maybe, leaned on the cart, bought like 800 packs of pasta. And uh, she's like, deal's a deal, right? In Italian. And I was like, okay, well, okay, what are the olives called? They're green. Okay. Do you have any more information than that? No, they they the green olives in the bucket. Green olives in the bucket. Okay, that should really that should really seal the deal then. I'm like they they must have like I don't know. What do you think? 15, 20 different kinds of green olives in a bucket? No, 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 they'll know which kinds they are. I'm like I'm not going in there to say, "Hey, do you have green olives in a bucket?" cuz they're going to tell me to get the fuck out. So I couldn't. I didn't follow up on my promise and I felt like I broke a promise to a kid. She didn't really sulk that much though, I guess. Eh, whatever. I tricked her. Got her out of the house. I won that round, I figure. Oh, the other thing she did that was really funny is uh, my sister was showing her pictures from the old country. Like, they had pictures from the 50s or whatever. And she was showing her these pictures on the iPad. And my mom's looking it up. And I notice she's looking rather intently all of a sudden at the photo on the iPad. Or so I thought. I'm looking at her and she's moving the iPad around and she's really getting in close and I go over there and then I look and the picture had disappeared it had like shut off you know when you leave something a little too long don't touch the screen it'll just shut off and go to black she's using the very expensive iPad as a mirror at that point just really really getting in close yeah god okay that's what it's for just get, just get real close in there. That's about a, I don't know, $400 mirror. Yeah. Good move, Nan. You've won this round. Well, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm getting pretty close to home here. Uh, what else can I tell? Okay. All right. I can't remember if I told you the story about my trying to claim my eye doctor visit bill with my insurance. I think I did, so I'll just make it quick. Um... I tried to claim it and it was too late. It was just like, no, it's past a year, stupid. You're gonna have to pay for it yourself because you have a year to claim it, which is more than enough time. And I have done this before. I did this once before. I don't know, I think I lost out on 250, 300 bucks then too. So I should have known better, didn't, yada, yada. So I take my prescription and I go to Costco and I bring Sarah with me. I've got to go for a contact lens fitting. And I'm really excited to put my new contacts on because I can't see a fucking thing in these old ones. Like they're, my eyes are much worse than the contacts I'm wearing. So I'm really excited to put on the new ones and have like eagle vision. It's going to be pretty great. Uh, we went there. I did my contact lens fitting. I grabbed my girlfriend and said, hey, sexy time, beautiful. Help me pick out some glasses. And I have, a, like, I'm, I'm not an attractive girl. I'm not even really a nice girl, but I am half a, half a girl. I look like a man, but... Uh, anyway, my point is my face is very narrow. I have a tiny pinhead. It basically looks like someone sat my face into a vise and took a normal-sized head and just squished it. So that's basically what's happened. And the problem with that is I can't wear normal people glasses because of my tiny, narrow face. Uh, You know, it's hard to be me. Everybody thinks it's hard to be beautiful. And you know what? The truth of the matter is, it's not. It's easy to be beautiful. Really easy. 
really easy. So Sarah's like grabbing all these frames, like, oh, we'll try these ones on. And I was like, no, no, dude, no, they're not, they're not going to fit. Yeah, try them on. They'll look really good. And she puts them on. And basically I look like, you know, those really oversized sunglasses, like the really oversized sunglasses. They're like five inches around. They're usually like hot pink. They just look ridiculous. They're like gag sunglasses. That's what I look like in normal people glasses because of my tiny, weird, tiny pinhead. And she grabbed these ones and I put them on. And I can't see, keep in mind, because I came in to get my eyes looked at. So I'm wearing my ugly, misshapen, bent 2008 style glasses. And I can't see. So I'm putting these glasses on. And she's like, <clears throat> I was like, fuck, you know, I'm not your fucking monkey. Okay, I'm not going to just dance. What, what are you doing? And then she's like, look at these ones. And I look in the mirror. I was like, I told you I have a tiny fucking head. I can't wear normal people glasses. And she's laughing because it's funny because I'm like, of course, uncomfortable. So I'm cracking all these stupid jokes. And she's just fucking laughing because she keeps picking out these frames that look good and look like they would fit on a normal sized head but then I put them on and they're like fucking four times too big it's like oh you know I have a disability it's not my fault my mom has a really tiny vagina and she fucking punched my what maybe could have been a normal sized head out and look now look at me it's a goddamn shame so uh yeah we're looking we're looking and then she does the unthinkable she requests help. Some nice lady walks by, attractive, looked like Tina Fey. She said, hey, would you mind giving us a hand? Because it's hard. It's hard to help your pea-headed friend find an appropriate pair of glasses that you, at a later point, won't be ashamed to be seen with her. So the lady comes along, and she's tiny, and she's got a tiny head too, and she looks at me, and I'm like, look, I've got a tiny head. I've got a really small, hideous face, and I, I need help. And she's like, you know what we're going to do? you know what I think might, might help? And I looked at her and I said, kids glasses. And she said, yes. Yeah. I said, I know that I've done this before. I've been down this path before. So we went over there and you know, they're kids glasses. So it's kind of embarrassing. And I I know nobody's looking at me. I'm a mom. I've got the cloak of invisibility. I'm a little bit fat and a whole lot ugly. No one's looking, but there's still that tiny 14 year old girl part of me that feels like I'm being stared at. And it, it was like, Oh God. Oh, can we go to the carousel? Oh, this one has Pokemon on it. Yeah. Cool. This is so cool. It's exactly what a 35 year old tiny headed woman wants to do is sit at the Pokemon carousel with the glasses on it. Let's spin it real fast to get lots of attention. Great. Super. So she tried to pick up the ones that weren't like blatantly pink or, you know, have transformers and shit on them. So she grabs the first pair and they're like the little kid hipster glasses with the really thick black frames. And I put them on and Sarah's like, okay. And I'm basically going to have to go by the look on her face. Like, you know, the first few times she was laughing because she, you know, didn't believe me when I told her I had a tiny fucking head. And which is weird because she lays next to that tiny fucking head every day. And she's like, um, you know, that face, the eyebrows up, you know, ah, shoulder shrug. You could wear those if, you know, you wanted to divorce me and live the rest of your life alone. You could totally buy those. And I was like, these are fucking hipstery. I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking four-year-old hipster. I'm not wearing these goddamn glasses. So sure enough, I lean into the mirror like two inches away from it because I'm goddamn blind without any contacts or any glasses. And I squint into the mirror and I see this old 
haggard, leathery face staring back at me in kids' hipster glasses. And it was at that point I questioned every decision I had ever made in my life to lead me to this exact moment in time. What did I do? Why did I do it? Why am I here? Why? God, why? And you know, there's times like this where you, you just have to be the bigger man and you have to say, look, I'm going to move past this moment. We're just going to keep on trudging. This is going to be something I'm going to think back upon for probably most of the days of the rest of my life. But I've got to move on. I can't. So Sarah finds another pair. This lady's pulling them out, handing them to Sarah. Sarah's judging. Some are getting put back into the Pokemon display and some are going on my face. And they found another pair that wasn't quite so hideous, but they're tiny they're tiny like if you held them in your hand you'd say what baby needs these glasses and what can we do to help them that's how small the glasses were so finally at some point the the little tina fey costco eyeglass lady comes back and she's like um here why don't you try these they were in the grown-up section but they might fit your face great okay let's let's put them on so they were like these lacoste um glasses they were like of course they were 123 bucks just for the frame plus 130 for the fancy thin non-coke bottle glass glasses I'm like okay I put them on and Sarah's like okay yeah those aren't bad yeah you should yeah okay let's let's look at those and I'm like I'm not looking she's like no look in the mirror I said no I said no I will not look I am not looking but don't you want to see what they look like no I don't I don't care all I want to do is fucking nuke this goddamn Costco into the motherfucking ground and leave. Okay, that was a bit extreme. I'm feeling a little high strung. I'm pulling into my garage right now. And for some fucking reason, we have an entire double garage. And for some fucking reason, I've got two bikes on either side of my goddamn car. And I've got maybe half a foot on either side. Why? Why are the two bikes here? Why? Why can't, you know what, I, here's what I'm gonna do. This is the kind of person I've become, or I'm becoming. I'm gonna get out of this car right now, and I'm not gonna complain about it, I'm not gonna walk by the bike, I'm not gonna shake my head at it, I'm not gonna go upstairs and ask Sarah why she parked her bike so close to where I have to park my car. Here's what I'm gonna do, what you would do, what I am doing because I'm thinking of you and what you would advise me to do in this situation. I'm going to move one of the fucking bikes way over to the side so I don't have to worry about it again. Because I'm a new man. I'm your man. <sighs> okay. I forgot what I was saying. What the fuck was I saying? Hang on. Hang on. I'll figure it out. Hold on. Don't you fucking pressure me. Hang on. I'm just going to take a look. Hang on. Okay. Anyway, I guess it looks like I'm going to let you guys go now because I'm home and I'm like that really annoying friend that everyone has that calls you just so that they can get through their commute and once they get where wherever the hell they're going this conversation is over and much like that friend it's pretty one-sided I should ask you how you are but yeah I don't really care just kidding of course I care of course I care you light up my life you light up my life Look, uh, Kate, check out the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. Do that. Stitcher, add us in your Stitcher. Whatever. Favorites list. Leave an iTunes review. If you've recently led, an, uh, led left. I could edit this out, but why? It just really takes away from the magic that is us. So if you've left an iTunes review, I see it. 
I know you've done it. If we're friends on Facebook, yes, you. It was just you. You really enjoyed my goose story on the Lesbro episode. I see you. I'm glad we're friends on Facebook. You light up my life. Oh, God. You know, I'm a triple threat. God damn it. And um, there's 27 reviews on the American page on iTunes and only 26 on the Canadian site. So whatever, whatever, man. Not even mad about it. I'm just Canada's greatest export. Oh, well, your loss. You had your fucking chance. Let's see. Uh, iTunes reviews. Yes, please. Um, fuck. I do this every week. Email me. Changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. You can do that. If you want to submit a segment, please do. I won't judge you as long as you're not a cunt. And, oh, I just about had a burp there, but I won't. Shit, I did. I broke my own fucking rule. Shit. Uh, okay, email, check. Facebook, you can find me on Facebook, you can follow me on Twitter, Sandra D. Sanchez, do either, both, I'm not weird, but send me a message if you do follow me on Twitter, or friend me on Facebook, you can you can leave me a message. Send me a message. It's like texting, except you don't have my phone number, and I prefer it that way. Okay? And what's next? Yeah, I think that's it. You can like the Change of Address Facebook page if you want to, but who the fuck wants to do that? God, me neither. Okay, I don't know what else to say. In the next episode I do, I'm going to read you the email. That This is kind of like a two-parter. It's part one of two. And I'll read you the email that my sister accidentally sent me, that she sent to some guy. And there's just so many levels of... God, I just... I don't even know what to say about it. I'm probably making it seem worse than it actually is, but man, I'd be fucking embarrassed if... Ugh, God. There's a little thing called shame, folks. And we were brought up Catholic. She should have some. She should have a ton. I have loads of shame. Her? Just like sperm off a whore's back. (laughs) Oh, mercy. You know, when you've got it, you've got it. I've got it. Am I right, folks? Am I right? Oh, yeah. I've got it. (laughs) Okay, call me later. Bye.